Welcome to the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping you succeed with GDPR compliance. Your host is Rocio Beza. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to today's show. I want to start off by just welcoming any new listeners that might be joining for the first time. I'm Lucio Baeza, the host of the GDPR stand-up show, and today we are going to be continuing our discussion on SARS. So when we're when we say SARS, uh, I'm talking about subject access requests. This is related to Article 15 in the GDPR. And this is part of an ongoing series that I'm doing on GDPR. So this is episode number 15. Uh, in in episode 13, we give an over, overview. Ugh. We give an overview of what a subject access request is. We talk about the purpose for a SAR, why that's important, and who needs to worry about SARS. So SARS is the acronym, and that stands for Subject Access Requests. It's when a person reaches out to an organization and is requesting a copy of personal data that you hold about them. In episode 14, we continue the discussion and we talk about how to actually process SARS. What is that step-by-step process that your organization uh, should look to follow um, so that it is complying with this requirement? And as a bonus, I boiled this down into an eighth-step process. And in the, in the show notes for episode 14, I also include a free checklist that you can download and that you can use that as a baseline as a guide so that uh, the next time that you receive a SAR or if it's the first time that you receive a a SAR you have an idea of that step-by-step process that you should follow in this episode we are going to continue the discussion but our focus is going to be on my favorite tool for processing SARS. Uh, as I said in the previous episode, I can almost guarantee that this is a tool that you already have today and you don't have to look to buy anything new uh, to get start started with this. Uh, so let me take a deeper dive with what, what it, I actually mean by that. Um, so... I believe that whenever you're starting something new, uh, you should always start with what you have today. Use the resources at your disposal and start there. I realize that we can get distracted uh, with the bells and whistles and the awesome things that are out there in the marketplace. But um, I think that uh, this is a great example SARS, it's a great example of how we really can can just look at the the tools and the resources that we have today and use that as the starting point as we are looking to help our organizations with complying with this requirement. So uh, in episode 14, I provided you with a free GDPR SARS checklist. If you haven't seen seen that, I encourage you to look at the show notes for episode 14 so you can get a copy of that. And in that checklist, I have two prerequisites. So So the two things that I would say organizations must have in place before they can process their first SAR is one, they need an intake 
process and two they need a dedicated person to be handling this and uh, going along with my thinking on using the resources that you 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 have let's talk talk about what that means here for SARS so I would encourage you to um Look to assign this responsibility to um, a person in your your team, uh, and that person should act as a lead. And the idea is this person will uh, basically be that gatekeeper. They will be the ones that will be receiving all incoming requests, and it will be their job to use existing tools to process that and to uh, provide the informa- information that is being requested and the information that is being uh, that the organization is legally obligated to provide. So uh, in my line of work, so I, tip, so I, I consult, I typically work with uh, younger software development companies. And it's been my experience that whenever these types of companies receive a SAR, this is typically handled by a member of the compliance or the operations team. And it is usually processed with the help of tech or IT. Uh, this may look d- different based on on your organization or the industry that you are in, I would also say that it's a, it, it's not that rare for someone on the marketing side to also be involved with this process. And as you are thinking of processing these uh, SARS, I would say don't be distracted by the tools, the services, and the products that are out there that promise the world, the moon, and all your dreams in processing SARS. There's a time and place for tools. I get that. But when you're starting out, I don't think that that it makes sense to focus our attention there. Uh, Before we talk about SARS, let me just give two examples with what, what I mean by uh, just not getting distracted with the tools and the shiny things that are out there. And these are two examples that I think most of us can relate with. uh, And I think that this will help me uh, get my message across. So the first example is, uh, say you have a goal of getting healthy, right? You might be tempted to go out and buy all the new gadgets, the new wardrobe, the expensive gym membership, but we might be using that as a distraction to just getting started. Um, I would say that you probably just need very basic things, and those basic things would probably be just getting your health in order, uh, getting your physical activity in order, have just a very rough plan that you want to to follow, uh, commit to following the plan. And once you've, you've gone through a few rounds of following the plan, then I think it makes sense to bring in the gadgets to help you get either better results or faster results. You really just need an old pair of clothing that you don't mind getting uh, sweaty with uh, and a good old pair of gym shoes. 
and you don't need the fancy gym membership or even a gym membership it's just really just walking outside of your house uh, running around the park or maybe just uh, using your iPad or your computer finding a YouTube video and follow the workout I think that as humans we typically tend to overcomplicate things I know I've been guilty of doing that uh, and these are all things that I've been guilty of doing in the past so when I say that I want to get healthy or I want to become a fitter person and at the end of the day it really just comes down to basics just having a plan and following the plan and once I think that I'm in a good rhythm and I have that commitment to follow through then uh, I can start to uh, introduce the fancy gadgets and the tools so that I can get there a little bit faster uh, let, let's talk talk about a sec a second example let's say your goal is to get your finances in order uh, I, I know this is this is something that I I've had to deal with um, for many years now and um, when I was doing this and and as I continue to do things right um, I tend to overcome complicate things um, so I, I think that for me uh, many times I was tempted to look for apps that will help me save or invest. Um, but again, it really just served as a distraction for me with getting started. Now, my intentions were good. They were in a good place. But uh, looking for the bells and the whistles, it was just really a distraction. And what I eventually learned, and, and I still continue to learn, is just... Um, it really comes down with starting with basic things like knowing how much money is coming in and how much I'm spending on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Um, I, I really just need to start there, build a plan with goals. Uh, and the goals are, are important because it really sets direction uh, that will motivate you to follow the plan. And as you're following the plan, then it makes sense to introduce the tools that will help us get faster results. Um, I, When it comes to managing your money, it really just comes down to like you can really just get away with this by just starting with a piece of paper and a pen um, or if you are um, let or if you work better with electronic documents that maybe it's just opening up a spreadsheet and starting there and then once you have the basics down okay how much money is going in is coming in how much money is going out then you can look at uh seeing all right what kind of apps or software or tools are out there to help me um, better manage my finances so if you are guilty of this, uh, stop it. <laughs> Don't overcomplicate it. And um, just re remember that with SARS, um, we, we really can start using the tools that we have available at our disposal. And uh, next, I'm going to talk about my favorite tool to use in processing SARS. And again, I think that I almost guarantee that this is a tool that you already have in-house. Um, but uh, before we uh, 
cover that i just want to remind you so uh the gdpr stand-up podcast is a weekly show and it's a one-person show uh and my goal here is to really just help you succeed with gdpr compliance we have weekly episodes uh and these are available on itunes on google play and on stitcher uh if you haven't subscribed yet uh please do so so that you don't miss a single episode all right, now let's go back to SARS. So my favorite tool for processing SARS is Google Drive. Google Drive is, or just the Google platform is what I use uh, to run my bi- business. And this is a tool that I already have at my disposal. disposal. And it's my favorite tool um, for doing something like SARS. And I realized that the Google em- environment is available freely, um, or you might have an account through your company. So I am recommending, or I am using Google because it's a tool that I've decided is a great fit for my business. But I want to warn that, like with any tool, um, you really want to make sure that it's an appropriate tool for your company. Um, and uh, because GDPR uh, is all about uh, protecting information, but also uh, being uh, responsible with the information that we hold. Um, if you are using Google Drive, you want to make sure that it's configured appropriately, that it's locked down, that the security features are enabled, so that any information that is going into Google, uh, to the Google environment or the Google Drive environment, is only available to those that need access to that information so i just want to share that disclaimer uh google the google environment is something that i've decided is a good fit for me and um and 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 that's that's what i would use uh if this is something that i was uh needing to process so let me walk you through how how i would how i can use the Google Drive environment uh, to help with SARS. And uh, so if we go back to the free GDPR SARS checklist, um, you will see the end-to-end process that I recommend there. Uh, And again, this is a baseline, this is a guide, and this should really be customized so that it's a good fit for your organization. So in that checklist, uh, one of the first steps is uh, you really need to have an intake process. So you need to be able to keep track of who is requesting for a SAR. Um, So in the Google Drive environment, so I would point you to either set this up using a Google form or a Google sheet. So the Google form would be available uh, to whomever is uh, triaging that, right? So if your organization is, it has a call center, maybe you want to direct your representatives uh, to intake any requests that they are receiving from the customers and you might point them to a Google sheet that they would complete or that they would provide to the customer so that they can complete that request. And so whomever is filling out that Google form, you want to have them uh, provide with very basic information so that you can action that. 
and if we look at our checklist so you really want to start off by recording all right who is making the request you want to capture a name you want to capture the format of the request so is this coming so was this made in person was this uh, funneled through email did someone mail in a letter and request a SAR did they do that over chat or over a call so we want to go ahead and capture that information you also want to record the date of the request and any specifics that the customer or that the individual is making um, and I would also encourage that we capture the dead the, the, the deadline so typically we want to uh, turn this around within a 30-day time frame so if we are able to record that in either the Google form or the Google sheet uh, we can make sure that we are uh, staying on top of the deadlines that we need to follow and whoever is managing this intern internally i would say that it shouldn't take more than 20 minutes to set up a very baseline and basic intake form um, i'm a big fan of setting up a basic thing and then as time goes on as 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 we go through more sars that we refine the process so that it's simpler and it's more streamlined so once we have that intake process set up, then we want to uh, use, a, we want to have a way of tracking the status of these requests. So this may be creating a new Google Sheet or just using the Google Sheet uh, that's linked with the Google Form that you update so the, you are capturing the status of that SAR. Next, you want to make sure that you have an internal process that outlines that step-by-step -step process that, that the lead should follow when they are processing a SAR. And uh, if you're using Google Drive, so this can really just be a Google document that has uh, that step-by-step -step process, those instructions uh, that the lead would follow as they are processing the SAR. So it, it, it can really be a simple document that has step one do this step two do this uh, provide any templates so that the lead can uh can have an easier time with processing the re re request and again i encourage you to check out our gdpr sars checklist it's available in the show notes for episode 13 i believe and um, you want to make sure that you have very clear in, in instructions for the lead so that they understand um, to, so that they are verifying the identity of the individual that is requesting the SAR, that you have direction as to how they should be processing the SAR should they be reaching out to a specific team should they be uh, requesting uh, very specific pieces of information you want to provide that check checklist that they can follow and by having this document in a, a, a Google Doc um, it can be uh, you you can make this a simpler process for that lead that is processing this all right 
And what I love about Google Drive is you can set up folders and that can serve as your centralized location to organize all this information, to organize the incoming requests, to organize the current stat status. And as you're preparing that SAR package, that SAR file that you're going to return to the individ individual, it's all available in one environment. And if you are needing to work with other members in the team or other teams, by having that central location to house all that information, it's really going to make it easier on the person that is uh, leading up this initiative and so that your organization can turn around that SAR file in a good time frame and and it's a great way of ju just ha having that information available in a centralized location so that someone else in the team can perform a QA check and make sure that it has all the information that is needed before it goes out to the cus the customer what I love about the Google Drive environment is that it has built-in version control and you have a way of keeping track of the changes that are being made to the documents. What I love about this is that it's just automatically captured. Um, so if you just go onto any Google document, I think if you just go to file and look and click on where it says version control or version history, you can see a log of all the changes that have been made on the document, who made the change, when um, when the change was made and the actual changes that were made. Uh, so the, the, this is a great way of keeping track of what is changing in a, a document. And once the team has processed out the, I'm sorry, once the, the team has completed processing the SAR, they have packaged all the information, they have organized it, and they and this is um, ready to send out to the individual, you can update the status in that Google Sheet to record that, hey, this has been closed out. You may also want to record who was involved in closing that out, and, and everything is contained within a Google folder environment. So, Again, I'm a big fan of the Google environment, and I know that many of the clients that I typically work with are using the Google Drive envir environment for many things. So if, if, if you think that this is a great fit for you, I highly encourage you to stop looking at the bells and whistles and the tools that are out there in the marketplace. Start with uh, what you have and go from there. I also want, want, want to also uh, talk about another great tool that I, I think is a great fit for processing these SARS. So this is Jira, so it's a ticketing tool. It's made available by Atlassian. And it's simple in the sense that, um, so it can support that intake process. So you can instruct your team to um, just create a ticket in a dedicated queue uh, when, when someone uh, reaches out and asks for a SAR. You can document that internal process on a wiki page uh, and you can link up any templates that you want uh, the team to use when they're processing a SAR. And this Jira queue, 
or uh, this Jira project can really act as a central location to keep track of incoming requests, the status, who's working on what. Um, if you're reaching out to other members in the team to provide you with information, they can easily dump that information into that ticket so that whoever is the lead on that SAR can uh, organize that inf information package it package it up and uh turn it around to the cu the customer and with everything being all centralized um this can be helpful in just doing those final qqa checks to make sure that it is complete and it has all the necessary information that the customer needs to be receiving and what's awesome about Jira is that it has built-in reporting so that you can see the volume of these requests, the average turnaround time, the workload, and this is very valuable information that you can use to think about, hey, does it make sense to look at a different tool that might allow us to process these better or faster? Um, but I would say if you don't have access to Jira, don't go out there and buy Jira just for the sake of processing a SAR. Use whatever uh, ticketing system that you may already be using today. Um, and if Google is an environment that uh, is, is being used to power your company, uh, I would encourage you to check that out. And as you're working through these, I would say give it a a few months uh, give it some time to see what kind of volume your company is experiencing and as you see the volume picking up uh, then you may want to revisit uh, if, if it makes sense to invest in other tools in additional resources uh, to better support this and as of this recording so we are in March of 2019 and I, I realize that GDPR took effect in April of, I'm sorry, in May of 2018. But I also realize that some organizations may not have had everything in place by then. And as much as we would like all the organizations to have things in place by the effective date, I understand that um, this is this may not be something that you have invested in uh, for your organization and you might be playing catch up. And I think that if you're playing catch up, uh, that's perfectly fine. Just make sure that this is prioritized appropriately in your team, in your or organization, so that um, you are complying with this re regulation. All right, guys. So, uh, two more things. If this, if if you found this episode to be help helpful, um, can you please do me a favor? Can you please either leave a rating or a review for the podcast? Uh, that will be tremendously help helpful. So so that others that might be looking for this type of information can find our podcast. So I've. I started this back in December. We are 14 episodes in. And if this resource is helping you out, uh, it's very likely that it can help out someone else in your shoes. So if you can just please take two minutes to rate a review the show, uh, that would mean the world to me. And we are available on iTunes. We're available on Google Play or Stitcher. 
And for next week, we are going to be continuing the discussion on SARS. And we are going to be busting myths around SARS. So we're going to answer questions like, how detailed must a SAR file be? Uh, do I really have to provide all the information? Do I have to provide all the information that the customer is asking for? Or can I get away with just providing very specific information? So we are going to be busting those myths so that you have good information to either set this up at your organization or to refine it. Thank you very much for catching us and we'll see you on a future episode. Goodbye, guys. Thanks for listening to the GDPR Stand Up Podcast. If you need additional help, please check us out at gdprstandup.com. Until next time.